0: The uh, sticky and sloppy ground starts to be a factor. Wynn Marilyn comes on and Geraldina starts to pick up out wide. In the middle it's Win Marilyn. Geraldina and in wider out, starting to run on Lilac. Wynn Marilyn has the lead but it's a fight on her hands because Geraldina joins in out wide. Geraldina looms. Geraldina goes on. She's wobbling but she will win. Geraldina comes on and wins. Maybe Lilac second. The brothers run one two. Well she isn't quite mum but she gets a group one on the board. One of the- the better bred horses in Japan.
1: Yeah, it's a that's a strong list. It is. They've bought most of the good mares anywhere in the world in their quest to breed the best middle distance horses in the world. And it's a quest that's going well, not well enough to win an ARC yet, but that will happen. It won't happen with Geraldina. It was a quiet weekend, but she is the highest rated performer of the weekend. A rating of 119, good enough to get her that honour, which is, yeah, so not a horse... Well, certainly not on my radar anyway, that has run beyond 120 across the weekend. Anyway, there was good racing in Australia as well, but nothing quite up to Geraldine. Well, very, very close, but nothing quite up to Geraldine's level. A unicorn line actually won on the same day at Fukushima and only missed her by a pound. Fukushima Keenan ran to 118. She ran to 119. So mum, gentle Donna, was already rated 128. At this stage Went alright Triple right. ground winner And she'd run 128 beating or ferve in the Japan Cup And she was only a couple of weeks out From winning a second Japan Cup So she'd run To the same rating Or better than her daughter Six times And soon to be seven So no She's not mum But she's Pretty good In fact she is It's A nice little fun fact for you The fourth highest Rated Maurice Really? Mm-hmm Jack Door The best of them Yep Jack Door, Pixie Knight Mazu Geraldina, and can you name the fifth? Racing trivia is always fun.
0: Mm. Can you give me a country?
1: It's here. It's here. Mm. Big name. You'll go, Ah, oh, of course. That's what you'll do. I know who it is. Go. I think I've nailed it. It's a Totsu. It is. So that's that's Maurice's big five to date. And the interesting thing I think about that big five is that she's the first mare in there. But there are sprinters, Pixie Knight and Marzu. And there are stayers, Jack Dorr and Hitotsu. Good mix. And they're... Hitotsu's is one with a big change of gear, Jackdaw, all, all speed, all power. Yep. So they're um they're a versatile lot.
0: Just like Dad.
1: Very good horse. Very, very good horse. So that was, yeah, the highest rated performance of the weekend. I'm not sure what is next for her. I have a sneaking suspicion that this was her day and that this is a... Yeah, I wouldn't have thought this is going to be having a huge impact in... Japan Cups or Aramakinans outside of the Mayor's division I think this is this is Mayor's form
0: Imagine going home recently crowned Group 1 winner and mum doesn't want to hear anything about it
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh 119 was it yeah I'd done that a few times by then you do it in reverse mm. It is interesting the Japan Cup is actually falling away a little bit yeah so Sharia will be the because Jack Dor and Pan- the Panther they're Hong off Kong. On, they're off to Hong Kong, and tell I saw- you what,
0: very interesting. If they let Panther Lassa let rip around Hong Kong, because as you know, they get that track like absolute concrete
1: and a lot of resistance. Could the Panther be off and gone? He is very interesting around there. He's big Asian Hakari vibes. Mm. Remember him? Yeah, <laughs> crazy. Uh, very much of, in that mould, actually, and about as good. Yeah. And so. I reckon ruins racing when you get
0: those tearaway
1: leaders. I hate it. So Oh, I love it. Oh, the worst. Chase him. Go faster, then wimps. Um, but yeah, the Japan Cup is is coming up a little bit thin. There's actually it's interesting. There's German horse called actually we should mention this because we probably didn't mention him on the roundup. He slipped under the radar a little bit from last week, week before. Horse called Tunes, yeah. who is Tacuata Tasso's brother, who is now three for three this year and those three wins have come by an accumulative 24 lengths he won a group one by 10 now it was in the mud but he won group one in munich by 10 that was the race that alpinista won last year he ran a better rating than her although she was already rated higher than where he is but you won winning group ones by 10 mud or not and you're bred for the job and you're three for three and spiraling and he is apparently going to the japan cup with limited fanfare, I suppose. As I said he slipped right under the radar there at Munich. Australian like, connection there too. Ivanhoe won that race. Yep. And he went and ran sixth in the Japan Cup and then came here and won a Doomman Cup and a Rambit, ran third in a Corfield Cup. He didn't win it by ten. Very, very interesting. As I said, they look a little thin on the ground. Shariar will be the the They're top light. rated horse and, and Danon Beluga will be the horse that you should back. Like he Danon Beluga was awesome in the Tenno show. Yep. And he has he's big peak incoming that horse but other than them it's thin quick
0: I did enjoy when you were rating that because you're in a sea of ratings after cup week yeah, and then it's like, wait a minute what's this? this is a real horse
1: yeah it was uh, putting the number 75 and 80 alongside a lot of horses and then all of a sudden 124 what with 124 and could be a lot higher and very hard to predict or estimate so yeah cup week probably maybe he was maybe he did get a lot more I'm sure in Germany I'm sure in Munich he was the talk of the town mm. But he, he didn't um, didn't come across my desk until a week or two later. But my goodness, that's a big win. Deserved a podcast nod because he actually did run a bigger rating than this week's highest rated.
0: One horse who didn't run the highest rating of the weekend, our biggest flop. Now, this is a bit of conjecture. It is, <laughs> yes. But you're happy to give it to Elite Street.
1: I'm a stickler for the rules. You are? So he started favourite. Yep We're box ticking here Because you know I love box tickers I know you do So he started favourite So the punters want him to win they're, yep. are, they're requesting success And he's run 16 pounds below his best And I flicked through high profile favourites and losers In Newcastle and Cranbourne And found nothing that was so disappointing Actually Stunning Rose was about that disappointing In the Queen Elizabeth that brings you back to the Japan Cup. That's stars on earth. Little knock on that form? Maybe. But anyway, let's roll back to the west. From the east to the west. Yep. I think Elite Street, in strict form terms,
0: is a huge flop. And the market has reacted accordingly. Now, no longer favourite for the bottom Rothfire is favourite, and I think that is wrong.
1: You think he should be favourite over Rothfire?
0: I do. I feel his run on Saturday was perfect. And time You did have a
1: theory going in that he was... He's being very much held back.
0: Yeah, because they want gold rush cash, but this is very different. He, last season, he won three races, including the race on Saturday into the winter bottom. This year, he only goes one run into the winter bottom. And while from a time form perspective, not anywhere near his peak on the weekend, from a time figure perspective, and when you adjust it for sectionals, I make that his third fastest ever performance. hmm So for me, he is humming going into that bottom. I think it's a perfect pipe opener. He didn't have a trial going into it, which he has done in the past. But all eyes on the Group 1 for him, and I feel it was a perfect run, and the market, I feel, has overreacted. Mm, Maybe. I'll mark him favourite. I don't think much of Rothfire, so. so. But the Eastern
1: horses have a mortgage on it. They're better than them as a general rule. And the Colonel Reeves has an atrocious record in the winter bottom.
0: I've had a few bets on Eastern Horses coming over who just had a mortgage on the race, a.k.a. trekking a few times. And it's not as easy as A plus B equals C. Mm. And he is a legit 116, which means they can't turn up and not run near their peak to beat him. Like Rothfire's only win this prep was 1,000 round the valley around 120. And then he's been not near that.
1: Yeah. As I said, the Colonel Reeves has a terrible record in the winter bottom. And historic like and as you would expect, it makes a whole lot of sense. The bar just goes right up mm. ratings wise. Colonel Reeves to winter bottom. So they the won nearly half of the w- what they
0: should. The winner came through it last year. Yeah. First and third. And
1: there was no when they had no Eastern staters. So that's padding their stats. So let's take that year out of it and all of a sudden they've won two from seventy. And they, they win half of what they should win in the winter bottom. And they beat sixteen percent fewer horses home. Which are probably the 16% that come from the east, probably, and it gets won by horses like Voodoo Lad and Co. Well, this will test you. Is going to go
0: off as the winner of the mm. Colonel Reeves going to the winner bottom, and I couldn't possibly back it with stolen cash in the winner bottom. So I I concede what you're saying there.
1: So this will test you. Probably is a well up to scratch Reeves winner. Yep. You're right in saying Elite Street was about as good as him anyway, and yep. will improve past him. Miss Kentiki, maybe even more so. She was flying, like given no chance, right? Given no chance. We'll yeah. move on to the Pendrith later. That's a hot. <laughs> it's a wholly contested Pendrith, this Tell week. Tell you what, moving the Jockey Awards West has given us some ammo. My oh. goodness me. But <laughs> 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 um, so the, those two market horses walk away from this as the best winter bottom chances, despite losing. We're saying that. I say that, yeah. Because I'm looking at it here, and this will test you, would, probably couldn't improve on that performance. She would have to be. It's almost, Im- not impossible, nothing's impossible, but it's hard to envisage that she could be anything other than a terrible winter bottom winner. I don't think she can win. She'll run fourth. She's a very slim chance. The others, where the race maps around is basically, when you look at it historically, is that they are, Elite Street and Co. look like place getters in the winter bottom. Yeah. With a big hole for someone that can come in and run the rating that wins it. And there's two, Rothfire and Paul Laley. Did someone say Bella Nipotina is... Potentially going across.
0: It's hard at the moment because Twitter is throwing up so many different lists as to who who's and going. who's on the plane and who's not on the plane. I saw she was on there, but I'm not sure. Pileli is only fifty-fifty. He's still not confirmed. Yeah, okay. Which is interesting because I he feel starts. Like he's
1: got to be a chance because the Blues will go.
0: Well, Kemantari and Cascading are both booked and they're on the plane, but Pileli wasn't a lock yet, which is interesting because. I mean, SP from the Manicato says you're probably going to start favourite in a winter bottom.
1: Yeah, and Bella Nipotina's performance there says you're going to start heavy favourite in a winter bottom. And then her SP in the champion sprint. Yep. Where she actually ran quite well again. She's got a string of ratings that are basically she's better than Hortensia, Graceful Girl, the horses that win this race.
0: Well, the winter bottom is the hardest race for the locals to win year on, year out.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. I'll stick solid... With the locals and elite street,
1: no, he's a good horse, very good horse.
0: And if he's going to be completely overlooked by the market, if he's going to be seven, eight dollars in the winter bottom, and I think he's going as good as ever, well, um, I'll be backing him to win.
1: Fair enough. Poor man's barricade.
0: <laughs> Barrackey, I suppose he wasn't as solid, was he? Barrackey had a higher ceiling.
1: Yeah, he was more, um, he was flashy, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. Out of Rothfire and Paulelli, who would you rather back? Probably in a similar similar conversation to that one, I think I feel like their median value is probably about the same, but Paul Lely probably has a bit more volatility. He can go he can probably if they really both turned up and had great days, Paul Lilly might be slightly better. Yeah. Whereas Rothfire's probably less variance around the mean, if that makes sense. Like he's he's gonna run more consistently but with less chance of running a bit of a spike. Paul has been He's tossed the towel in a couple of times. But a couple of those times were around the valley. So maybe, you know, funky track... Twi- like, he copped the race 11, yeah. on Cox Plate Day, and threw the towel in pretty quickly in a strange race where they went way too fast, and then he was on the hot rail night. So maybe his big misses have been forgivable big misses. Hmm. No, he's... I mean, he's a he's a very interesting horse, Paul Lally, to to try and pin down. Well, Rothfire is your favourite
0: $4. Elite Street, 6. Pulele, 7. This will test you 7. Now, that is a massive reaction. I think she's 20s. Miss Kentucky, $8. Valana is in the market of the Hunter. I'm not sure if he's going. Well, he'd be very
1: interesting if he was, but he's not, surely.
0: You wouldn't think so. Red Can Man, 11. The Astrologist, 11. Baby Paris, 15. <laughs> what? <laughs>
1: <laughs> what a great horse Red Can Man is. Yeah,
0: he's a rock. And then Special K, Kiss on All Four Cheeks, Stage Man. That's the current market, but interesting to see who lobs from the East. But for those in the corner of Elite Street, don't jump off after Saturday. Despite his flop of the week. Despite his flop of the week, I think he's
1: gone really well with an eye towards a winner bottom. Speaking of flops, we'll go straight to the Jockey Awards and we'll start with the Pendrith. We'll keep on a Western flop theme. Mm. Talk me through some... um, There's a lot to talk through. Talk me through... Who had a mare at Ascot on Saturday?
0: Well, I was celebrating his return. <laughs> How good's this? The Wizards home. He's punched through you home during the week. And just vintage Pike too. On the $1.50 favourite. Settles at last. Pops it out the top of the straight. Wins underhand his heels. McCaulay's ad to saying Pike releases the brakes. It just felt like everything was right in the world. <laughs> and then he turns up on Saturday. And has an absolute stinker. So, from Ascot on Saturday, we had 16 rides in total that would have won the Pendrith in recent weeks. 16. Seven of them came in the one race.
1: Yeah, well, that makes sense.
0: The Lucky Grey. But but Willie Pike rode five.
1: Five of the 16. Five of the 16. Five 16 howlers. This should be another double points week.
0: <laughs> Utterly horrendous. Strike now, category three. Pure Devotion, Laver Rod, and Devoted. Pure Devotion was twice as bad as the other four. She's ready to win. Pure Devotion, Chakra in the Black Book. Huge, huge run.
1: Just given a stinker.
0: Absolute stinker. So the Wizard, at the moment, certainly looks to have his timing out. Because as mentioned, 16 rides could have won the Pendrith, and Pike was on for five of them, and he rode clearly the worst of the day with pure devotion so hopefully are we saying it's a tune up for next week I mean it's the week to get it out of the way get it <laughs> <laughs> utterly horrendous from the wizard and I do love you but wow
1: I know th- I know how bad he must have ridden and how bad the figures must be for you to be able to um, put the boots into your boy like this Oh, it, it, kills it must me. be bad
0: it, it kills me but the numbers
1: don't lie and I'm looking at it wow he's had a bad day so we move on to a good day to and a, a good spring, day. and do you know this is almost the opposite? So I think on this podcast before, I've, I maybe I haven't. I'll out myself now if I haven't. I've probably been fairly negative about McD. Fairly negative. You're an MD hater. No, I'm not an MD hater. He's just not a top bracket for mine. I think he's a. I think he's just a very much a. You know, someone's got to be in the saddle. It may as well be McD. You know, I don't. He's certainly getting no bonuses with me. That's what I mean. We've often said he, mu- he gets on great horses and he seems like a lovely guy and he must be a great guy. Oh, he is. He can tell. To get the chances he gets. You, know. yeah, you can tell. Good guy. Hard worker. But I must say he's had a great spring, Caulfield Cup being the... Uh, highlight. Oh, and the Derby. Yeah. So he's had a yeah. He's, a great he's done spring. really well. He's yeah. done really well. But his ride on Garza Blanca was perfect. Yeah. And while Greece was the four to five hot pot who was busy doing a Byron Pickett impersonation yeah. while, while the race was off being won. Get out of my way. And perhaps that was a disadvantage to her, but Mick D was gaining every advantage possible on Gaza Blanca. The speed, beautiful. It's beautiful on paper. And I think it was beautiful to watch too. It won like the odds on Pop. So he got Gaza Blanca to run, who I think is a smart enough horse. Well, he got to be smart enough to have made the most of the opportunity that he was given, but he was given a great opportunity and ran to 103, won by three lengths, Three length winners, 103 and better from the three-year-olds. There's only three others that have done it this spring. And two of them, Boogie Dancer and Aft Cabin, were in the Preludes in the Storm. Yep. So I feel like those margins were a little bit funky. Nice horses, though, particularly Aft Cabin. And Golden Mile in the Ming Dynasty was the other one to have run that form or better. In their case, much better, to be honest, but still. Smart form, winning by three lengths, that's really promising. But what I'm saying is Mick D has... Taken every advantage possible there, so that might be even though he's lightly raced and he's quickly got to one hundred and three, and the time will look great and people will love it. And fair enough, he is fairly smart, but that might be that might be as smart, mm. certainly in the short term anyway, because that is a perfect bit of steering from McD. So hat tip to him. I did notice as well he's moved into in our jockey power rankings. Yep, he won't. I was just updating him before he won't get onto the board, and this race doesn't count; it's not a group race, but. Um, he is up to twenty, the twentieth best jockey in the big in the big races in Australia, having the biggest impact. I would notice that Sam Clipperton, with his Spring Stakes win as well, will jump into the fifteen. Friend of the show, friend of the show, Sammy. Yeah. So he run he won the Spring Stakes at Newcastle, and he will move into the fifteen. It'll be an interesting time for those jockey rankings, actually, because they've chased the noise a little bit. They want to be they want to be fluid and fast moving. So we'll see those Perth jockeys. They'll get up there yeah they don't have as many opportunities but once they have a few and then the, the model sort of accepts their their records a bit more on face value and it updates pretty quickly you'll see those Perth jockeys moving on in there and a few of those jockeys that aren't right so Bowman's leaving the country a few jocks will have a, a light time of it a few will take holidays and a few Damien Lane's not here um, and there's not a lot of group racing in general in the east anyway so you'll you'll see those move around a fair bit there'll be some jockeys that Look strange in there and so you can tweet in or email in or let a bomb in your advice directly to Simo if you've You might get a shirt out of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah.
0: I should mention Mickey D's award gets him into a tie for second for the Morikari's now one two.
1: Oh we've given him one before. We
0: have. And here I'd... I am
1: saying that we've been negative. No, whoa whoa. I've always been pro Mickey D. You've been <laughs> Mr. Ante. But I will say I haven't been anti. The numbers have been anti, to be honest. The results are, set. <laughs> yeah, the the results results are
0: <laughs> staring at you in the face. It's hard to ignore it. And Pike getting his second, Pendrith, which puts him in for a tie for fourth.
1: Well, and if he doesn't snap out of it, he'll be rocketing up that leaderboard because we'll have a very Western look at things in the next month, won't we? He's going to have some chances if he keeps riding like this. Mm. Who's on top? Oh, he's not catching Zara. He's off and gone. Give him a good month. <laughs> Give him a good month riding like that. Should have been double points this week. <laughs> if you're right, five of them.
0: We talk about body of work. <laughs> I don't think we've seen as strong a contender for the Pendrith ever than what uh, Pikey produced at Ascot on Saturday, as much as it pains me to say it. It was horrendous from the wizard. He's better than that. Just want to come back to Gazablanca. Would you then, obviously, how well Mick D has done there on Gazablanca. would you be anti it at its next outing?
1: Without, yeah, without knowing what it's next outing is going to be. If it's racing horses, 20 pounds better than more, well, maybe not. Mm. But, but the price will reflect that. I would think that he would be very well fancied off that. At this time of year, you could just about say anywhere he goes. Going to be well fancied because the time looks great. I mean, he broke El Segundo's long-standing track record for one. The ground was... It did play fairly quick. It wasn't that quick. It's one of those ones where, of course, it plays a bit quick on the day each year where... The best horses that run over that track turn up. Yeah, the ground the ground tends to look a bit quick. Yeah, so the above and below benchmark boys freak out every time they run the railway in Perth or they run the Stradbroke oh. in Brisbane. They go nuts because they never run. It's the best horses that run. Like the distribution, you f- way further out on the right. Yeah, than you are over say the Randwick twelve hundred, where the standard is higher as a rule. Don't give away the trade secrets. <laughs> so as a as a general as a general rule, I would probably be thinking I wouldn't be backing. The best way to describe it is I wouldn't be back in Casablanca to do better than that. Yeah,
0: and the market probably will and expect him to.
1: Probably, if anything, I'd be expecting him to do a little bit worse. Yeah. The reason I raise it is my Bella
0: May, who was a win for the ratings and the handicappers on the weekend, well winning, done, handicappers. Well done, winning No winning, Love. Yeah. Winning the Placid Art Stakes. But the difference with her win on the weekend is both starts prior, she had been a markup, sort of running a race unevenly. Whereas on the weekend, Carberry he didn't carve Sunday Sunday, Carvery absolutely flushed it. So I'm not sure she's any better than what she did on the weekend, which is still a good level. She's 101 filly now after three starts. But if the market's going to back her to take a big jump at her next start, I'm sort of not too sure about that. I was a little disappointed to see that when I did the sectionals this morning.
1: A disappointing winner. Mm. Hard to police. <laughs> Get ready. It's time for Around the Grounds. Uncle Bryn. How good. The King of Cranbourne. So Uncle Brin has had a fantastic spring. But in line with your theory, I did note that he's now gone down, up, down, up, down, up. He's had six runs. He's not had two ratings go the same way. Admittedly, he did that in Sydney without the best of runs. I think he pulled up with a little excuse in Sydney as well. I think he got galloped on. So we're being completely unfair, but it's fun. Yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> we've got a new nickname for Trendy pursuit, and I'm calling him the elevator.
1: Because okay. when he gets right to the top... There's only one way and it is down. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's that's probably true for everyone. Nah, nah. But he does fluctuate a little bit. <laughs> Although we might just be completely cherry-picking as well when we when we see what we want to see. Probably. Yeah.
0: But it's fun. It
1: yeah. is fun. And he did win very well and was a particularly good Cranbourne Cup winner. Oh, I should mention, yeah. they went way too fast. I going to say. <laughs> that was ridiculous. And he's sitting... It was over. He's 10 lengths from the leader and home at the 800. <laughs> They went completely crazy that there's strong, strong Pendrith nominees up the front end there. And we actually got a celebrity phone-in Pendrith nomination. We did. Peter Moody rang. He was in a right mood. Moods. <laughs> and he wanted to nominate Blake McDougal, but we said, look, Pete, we're, we're looking west. Pikey's had, Pike, had a stinker. You he's were, done worse, you Pete. Know. you got to trust
0: us. He wasn't having it. No. no well, he, he wanted plenty to, of like, expletives down the phone through.
1: Yeah, and he wanted to talk as well about how he, he knows that often we've given these awards out for body of work and, and Blake's built up I tell you what, over the weekend he built up a body of work. We said, Look, Pete, not on our show, mate. You'll just have to um you'll have to get that off your chest elsewhere. But let me do on Lightsaber. <laughs> My goodness. I mean, I I don't know what what was the horse? I don't even know what the phone call was about, but um I would have loved to have been on the other end of this one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Stinker! Uh, they went way too fast in that race, but Uncle Bryn ran right on over the top of them and won really well. One hundred and fifteen. Only Folkswood has been a better and Cup winner than that, and Folkswood was one of Appleby's group horses and won a Dubai Millennium in Dubai. He was a yeah, he was a good horse. Folkswood ran on a Cox Plate off the and Cup. He was prepping for the Cox Plate. So Uncle Bryn next prep in the autumn. I suppose he goes to the the Doncaster and work backwards. Yeah. So he's looking to Mr. Brightside it, I suppose. Yeah. Run run well in some nice lead-ups, the All-Star Mile, Doncaster. He will need to take another step. I mean, if he really runs poorly in the All-Star Mile, he can probably win the Doncaster. Get on the elevator. Yeah. But a very good Cranbourne Cup winner, if nothing else. That was a good day, actually, at Cranbourne. And it was a good day in Newcastle. And Valana was, unsurprisingly, the highest rated horse. The top twat. Top twat. Top twat at Newcastle, 118. And I think it's interesting, looking at his crop, so the three turn four crop, he would actually be equal sixth in that group overall, which probably doesn't speak highly for that group. That group is headed by Home Affairs and Animo. They're the two top dogs. Yep. And then you've got Marzu, Paul Lely. Then you've got Converge who sits there for winning the Randwick Guinea. Like he did it yeah. once. I mean, you can't dispute. You, he did it. You could even rate that. It's a tricky race to rate, but you could even rate it higher, but that would be slightly mathematically incorrect to do so. But he's up there and Overpass is up there for earlier in the year work as well when he won the Expressway. He beat Animo that day as well. Mm. Yeah. So they've both got Animo on the resume. So does in the Congo. Mm. And he's in there as well. Obviously, again, off Saturday and off the Arrowfield Sprint where he ties it. So all that ties in a bit. But I would have Velana 118. I wish I win 117 in the Congo, 116 as a little subset. You have Valana
0: rated higher than the Eagle. Strange? Very strange. Mm. I'm not going to say strange. Wrong.
1: <laughs> no. Well, it is what it is. You can't sort of do anything about it.
0: Oh, I can disagree. I guess that's where I sit.
1: Uh. I'll take you out and I'll show you the math. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so anyway, he was the best at at Newcastle, and it wasn't close. Yep. The Springstakes was a weird race. It was weird race. Very, very slow time. We haven't got right into that yet, if I'm completely honest. But that looks like that needs some digging. Yep. So they they poured it. On. It felt like they poured it on a little bit. It was they were playing chop and change for the the lead, and then the leaders collapsed in a heap, and then they barely broke one forty, and they were finishing fast. I Strange race. Strange race. Uh, we've been to Perth. Top Perth was this will test you 113. Mm. Now, the interesting thing with this will you, which I
0: don't think you'll remember, is she burst onto the scene back in 2019 for Adam Durant and he was quoted as saying the best horse he's trained.
1: Do you know how I remember that? Because my old man knows the owners. Oh, really? So I got the Adam Durant thinks this is the best horse he's ever trained stick So <laughs> like, don't listen to trainers.
0: And now she's... With the new stable, obviously. And heads to the winner bottom at the moment as a single figure chance and off her career best performance.
1: She's finally come good. Mm. Actually she was quite good then as well. She was speedy. Yeah, she was very Not fast. Nice. Yeah. Uh only one pound below. Holyfield hundred and twelve was King in Brisbane in the Keith Noward, which is always a, a good a good race. I beat Garibaldi, who's a solid horse to beat. Yep. And good margins, so that does look a very solid piece of form. Holyfield one twelve, he was that good. Very, he was that good as a two-year-old. Yeah, he won the bao. He was a yeah, he was a very smart two-year-old. I think he won a Ming Dynasty as well. And then it all went pear-shaped. And then he's had a good twenty twenty-two. Won a couple of races, and now won a time-honored Keith Nauds. So the the action up there will be starting, and this will be solid form. And the margins back to third and third fourth fifth were all one and a half times what you the long-term average is for those margins. So good spread. And that indicates, often, good Good form. form, yeah, Yeah. Or at least very true form. And he's fairly easily measured. So he wins. Unfortunately, we didn't get finals day in the finals of all those great series in South Australia. But we will get them on Wednesday. But we did have more country stampede heats in Blackall and Home Hill. Maury's Press 75 and Tempo 77, so Home Hill Comes out on top there And we didn't have any other heats of the country stampede I noticed the Mount Perry Cup is not part of the country stampede Oof. But to show the great strength of the stampede The winner came off stampede form And That's that might be something to look for when you're betting up in far north Queensland Stampede form it's SF <laughs> SF, The real SF <laughs> Beaten but solid at Gladstone, Chinchilla and Stanthorpe All in country stampede heats Turns up in the Mount Perry Cup Bang 77, Mr. Vista, Mount Perry Cup champion. And I noted back in third was Coach, who started his life with James Cummings and is now chasing cups up north. Ran third here, brother to Viridine. Ooh, similar types. Like running third. I will concede that Mount Perry Cup form is a little bit behind where Viridine got to in life, but still, it's a feature placing. So good on, Coach. Good on him. But no match for the country stampede form, which is the form to be looking for up north at the moment. I must admit, I still haven't got my head around what the country stampede is exactly, but... We'll get there. It's exciting. That's what it is. (laughs) It's very
0: exciting. Speaking of...
1: That is just so exciting!
0: Who you got for us this week?
1: I have no one. I have forgot about this segment. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry.
0: Fortunately, I've already done the Hong Kong rating, so I do have one. Ah, good. Save me. Save me. Save you. As we heat up towards International Week, first weekend in December... We'll be sending Jake Altieri over the gun. Fresh off some hot form, I have to say, in tipping in Hong Kong. He found the winner of the first. Certainly not the SP it started. When he tipped it up, there was black figures bet around the traps. Ended up starting $1.40 on the Subscribers? The funny thing is, Jake tipped it and didn't take the price, and then he actually missed the black odds about it. Came back, he got distracted. So I've got to tell you, if you've got subscribers, mate, you've got to get set before you send it out.
1: Worrying about tweeters before worrying about the punt. Exactly, dearie me. Need to sort that out. That's a meeting.
0: If you follow your Hong Kong racing, and you don't follow Jake on Twitter, you need to sort that out because he's in rare form at the moment. He certainly likes to find some outside the market as well, if that's the way you like to play it. So, someone to follow on Twitter.
1: Is that to follow?
0: I reckon Jake's form is exciting, <laughs> but a horse who also was exciting won the opener, as mentioned, a dollar forty went straight to the front superb capitalist and ran really good figures. It was the restricted class four event only for three-year-olds and one with the handbrake on by five, ran in the mid-80s, which is at the top end or the high end of class four winners. And while I don't think he'll be a price going anywhere forward, uh, put him in your black book because I think he is a serious horse. You compare him to the likes of California Spangle, he's ran a better figure than it on Dubu. So I think it's a nice horse.
1: So this capitalist is going to be better than California's Bengal?
0: No, no, no. He started off at a higher point. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't always work out that way, but certainly a nice horse. And we'll be gearing up towards Hong Kong in the next few weeks. I think Wellington goes around on the weekend, as does one of your favourite horses, Golden 66. Big G60's back. He's back. Oh, that's... That is... That would have Bruce excited. It would. And hopefully, I mean, California Spangle has won two walking races and he'll go into it fit.
1: So There think, are some thick form lines around him, though, mm. from those two races, are there not? In my I sort of tiptoe in and out.
0: Well, part of me thinks he can beat
1: him. So he's come back and obviously done there will nice be a, things. There will be a market. Like there will be resistance in the market. Am I right? I don't think I'm on
0: my own. Yeah. But at the same point, I'm not sure if I believe it. So it's one of those ones. Golden 60. The problem with a lot of his form is he's had to do it off slow tempos. Whereas Spangle should ensure that we get a fast tempo does that mean gone 60 just wins by further?
1: It could do. Yeah, he he did he has got a a thing there where he's either one off slow paces which have compressed the margins or he's one on ground that's compressed the margins. So he hasn't been able to fully flex. Mm. So he's a he's a handicapper's conundrum. Yeah, well for a horse that we've
0: seen a lot I still don't really know how good he is.
1: Very would be the uh <laughs> Easy answer to that one. <laughs> <laughs> These days, is. with the Golden Eagle, he just races here. Oh, we can only hope. You know who? You know who Golden Sixty is. I wish I win. Yeah, he probably is the, he the heir apparent. It would have been sold to in Hong another Gold.
0: generation. Yeah, thankfully that doesn't happen anymore.
1: Thanks, it's, PVL.
0: <laughs> that wraps us up. We'll be back with the punners Preamble on Thursday, Railway Stakes Day at Ascot. Interesting to see if Alaskan Gog gets in. We've got another case of a horse who's going to be favourite and not get a start.
1: Deary me, handicappers. Are you going over this weekend? I am. You are. You'll have to walk into the handicappers department and get stuck right in.
0: It's funny, I I feel they do underrate the derby every year.
1: Mm, I must admit, that doesn't feel true of the West Australian derby to me. I don't think it's possible to rate that any lower. we have had nice winners, but it's usually... a. Trot like they usually jog around. It's usually a test for milers. I oh, mean, it is the trial, yeah. No, is. good point you make. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but they often struggle to get in off it. Yeah. So the it's interesting because I've got Lesson God at one hundred and ten, and he's only ninety four.
1: So on the on their benchmark system, yeah. yeah.
0: So he should be in the race. I mean, there's a reason he's favourite. Mm. So we'll wait and see. The problem is, I think a few Eastern Raiders are now confirmed as coming over, which push him down. AKA Yonkers, he could miss because of him.
1: Yonkers is going. Yeah. Coonjee form in a railway. I know. Ooh. Is he? Ta- is Dottori coming back to keep the ride?
0: I'm pretty sure he is.
1: Should do. He'd be a nice chance over there.
0: But we'll be looking forward uh, to dissecting that on Thursday. And, of course, the WA Guineas. We get to see Amelia's Jewel again, who is the current favourite for the northerly. Cascadian confirmed. It's all heating up for see, the That's pinnacles. a big jump for her, isn't it? It's huge. Yeah. At the moment, she's tracking as well as Arcadia Queen. So they're rated the same up until this point? That mountain gets very steep very quickly. Well, it goes straight to 116 if she's able to on Saturday. On Saturday. And then 121 the start after. Big bar to clear. Yeah, she's got 10 pounds to find in... No, more actually. She's got 15 pounds to find in two starts.
1: And the biggest thing holding her back will be the fact that they won't be trying to clear that bar, but just clear whatever's in front of her on Saturday, (laughs) unfortunately. They really should be running just for our entertainment.
0: Another handicapper's conundrum.